0: You are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, the fallout from SummerSlam has been massive, but there are still a ton of questions that need answering. Like why Jimmy? Why? What's going on with Ronda Rousey? Will we ever see her see her again? And since what in the hell did Brock Lesnar become a hugger? These are all the questions we need answered and then some and more on the 349th episode, 349, not 350 yet, but we will need some 350 next week, but on the 349th episode of Kings of the Rings podcast, the Tribal Hangover, exclusively on Athletic Radio, and it starts right now. I'm telling you, you know it's really weird when even Triple H in the press conference was like, yeah, I never I never expected Brock to do that at all. We didn't know what was going on. We were just going with to make sure he didn't kill anybody.
1: Yeah, I had a feeling because Cody looked, Jimmy looked like was just like, what's going to happen here? <laughs> it's
0: going to hit me. it going to hit me. Cody's Ladies like, I was gonna...
1: supposed to win, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like... This, isn't, this is part of a show, right? Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kings of the Rings podcast episode number 349, the Tribal Hangover. I am your host, King Ricky Rosé. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Please like, share, subscribe, leave some five-star reviews. Links to all of our stuff, including some great merchandise, is in the description below. We are expecting uh, our, our our tribal non-binary, K Murphy, uh, to be showing up, although we believe uh, K Murphy is our K-Murphy, also known as K uh might be engaging in some tribal combat at the moment. Uh, but hopefully, uh, K-Murphy will be joining us a little bit later. But someone who is always with me, not necessarily engaging in tribal combat, but might be afraid of a foldable chair these days. Will Terror Shock, how are you?
1: Uh, I'm going to get disqualified by using stairs, so... <laughs> I saw something on Facebook about why I didn't get disqualified, which I actually have a response to. So I'm sure we're going to get into it. Yeah, if I tried it in a small town and got hit with a folding chair.
0: No, I that's a with... layered, That's a layered joke.
1: Okay, I was going to say, I've been hit with a car, but not a folding <laughs> chair. Goddamn, I broke my shoulders. So no trouble no combat that for you me. you no... hit by a car. I never, to- I never told you this story? No. So it wasn't like, I wasn't like, the like, car was going fast. So it was the night before junior prom. So let me, let me start okay. there. Uh, yeah. Me and my friends were all hanging out. And um, they were, like, leaving, and, like, I was just being a dick, put my foot on the hood of his car, and he was, okay. like, inching forward, and I mm-hmm. was, was bouncing back, and eventually he was going too fast, and I lost my balance, and I got, like, on the hood of his car, and he went even faster, and then he just, <laughs> I lost my balance, like, hit my shoulder on the windshield, went over the car, and fell flat in the pavement.
0: Nice. So, what'd you say, like, 20, 30? Uh, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it hurt. It hurt. (laughs) I deserved it. Nothing broke, luckily. So
0: That's why why you're not a stuntman.
1: No, absolutely not. (laughs)
0: That's why I didn't break my
1: shoulder there. But, yeah, good to be back. be back.
0: I have a a a hit-by-a-car story, but it's not about me. It's about one of my friends from college, and I think it's the funniest thing in the world. But that is another story, maybe for the post-show for another time. But, folks, we are going to talk about the biggest party of the summer, which was SummerSlam. SummerSlam. A fantastic SummerSlam for all intents and, and purposes, um, which we are going to break down pretty much match by match because every match outside of maybe one or two is really worth talking about. There's a lot of stuff that happened, and I'm I'm it actually think I think it lived up to both of our predictions for the most part, well.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about it. I asked Jazz how many crowns, and I don't remember her answer. But I was like, "Yeah, mine was pretty spot on." I think I gave it an eight. No, eight, I was say eight. I, eight think,
0: nine, I think you said eight five. Eight five. Nine.
1: Eight I think I, I said eight, nine. I might mean, have said nine on the way in,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, I give it a very strong eight five on the way out.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 It's a very, very strong show. We're going to get into, into all of that stuff. But first, we've got to do some little bit of uh, news and notes that have happened ever since SummerSlam. Uh, before SummerSlam and things that happened up when SummerSlam went off the air. First and foremost, right before SummerSlam went on the air that day, it was revealed that the uh, the stalwart himself, Mr. Michael Cole, is going to be the front man, the main announcer for both Raw and... And SmackDown, and the announcers are going to be switched. So Michael Cole and Wade Barrett, formerly on SmackDown, are now on Raw. Huge difference, let me tell you. Listening to them yeah. instead of Kevin Patrick.
1: Kevin Patrick sucks. He's the reason I stopped watching Raw. It really is. Like I made no, I make no effort to watch Raw because Kevin Patrick, he just sucks. Like he's always out of breath. Corey <laughs> Graves. <laughs> like it's it's really weird. I just don't like him.
0: Yeah, and to counteract that as well. So now Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves are moving to SmackDown. However, Michael, Michael Cole <laughs> is also going to be there. So you're going to get all Michael Cole all the time, which will probably help Kevin Patrick out a crap ton. And Corey Graves can do whatever Corey Graves is because he brings it, especially during Ples. He's freaking fantastic.
1: Oh, him and him and him and Cole are amazing. He's like Cole is like you just you just make stuff up. He goes sometimes.
0: <laughs> I do miss. I I feel like they're gonna make Kevin Patrick on SmackDown the Byron.
1: Yeah, of course. He's gonna be the
0: straight man, dude. He's like goofier than Byron. Because <laughs> Byron played up the goofiness.
1: Kevin Patrick's gonna get upset me as the goofy guy.
0: Yeah, I've listened to Byron when he was on the New Day podcast. He actually is like a really like nice and very like very intelligent guy. He just plays an idiot.
1: Yeah, me and Byron would get along for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's very he's very into his health consciousness and stuff. He's very like big into eating clean and stuff like that. That's what somebody really talked about. He's a uh, big be- boy, dude, he's huge. He's, he used to be a wrestler I before know. they're like you to be an announcer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So apparently, the news about the switch up came from the request of Endeavor. You know, the company that got WWE that bought wwe you know endeavor and ufc so the, the big wins of endeavor um even i don't even know if that's even gone through yet but the big wins of endeavor pretty much said they request that michael cole be the face of the of the announced team of both announced teams. so this is why the change is happening
1: Interesting. and honest
0: with you smart move might as well
1: that's a lot traveling for him though man he's been in this business a long time
0: so mondays and fridays though true true that's true <laughs> it's like you bookend your week you know, and uh, the, the cool thing about Michael Cole is that Michael Cole is consistent. It has been reported that in, in his 25 plus years of being an announcer, he's only missed two shows, which is absurd.
1: That is pretty fucking nuts. Do I love Michael Cole? Like when I first started watching wrestling, Michael Cole mm-hmm. was an announcer on SmackDown with JBL. All right, so, with the frosted
0: tips, right? With the fr-
1: I I think no, that maybe. I maybe. know frosted.
0: I know frosted tips. Cole was when he was a backstage. Announcer. Yeah,
1: backstage in the 90s. In yeah. the early 2000s. But, yeah, Michael Cole was always my guy. Like, I really, it, the coal mine, I think, is when he jumped the shark.
0: <laughs> oh, <Cole
1: like>, mine. <laughs> yeah, it was just really annoying. Like, him being a heel. Because I liked him because he was a straight man. He wasn't a babyface. wasn't a heel. He was just an announcer. Yeah. And, like, I wanted to, like, I didn't want to be John Cena growing up. I wanted to be Michael Cole. <laughs> right? Like, I wanted that <laughs> job. And I still want that job. But, uh, yeah, Michael Cole is the best. He's the greatest. Yeah, He's I mean, still not listen, JR, but he's very he's close, not JR. Very close. Very close.
0: He's very close. And listen, we can you can always shit on Cole whenever you want. But like one of the great things about Michael Cole is that without Michael Cole, we would have seen Jerry Lawler die on Raw. That is true. Like without Michael Cole's fast thinking, which I am very I, it's it's unreal how quickly on his speed he was able to like switch and get help for him
1: on live TV. On had, live he had a TV, he would thought to mute his mic.
0: Yeah, he muted his mic, <laughs> called for help, unmuted the mic, kept calling the match, muted the mic again, called for help. You know, like, wild. Absolutely wild. So props to Michael Cole. His, his role is going to be a little bit expandable. He does a lot backstage anyways because he loves his business, and props to him. Yeah, I think, so. he's, I
1: think he's a producer as well. He, he's very involved backstage. He's involved with NXT as well.
0: Yeah, I'm not surprised. He's seen it all. Might as well yeah. give him something to do. Future manager um,
1: of Izzy, for sure.
0: <laughs> Izzy actually... Izzy's having her first match, or had her first match this weekend. Yeah,
1: I I saw her mom posted like her ring, her ring gear, and like her new name.
0: Yeah, Izzy Moreno. Izzy
1: Moreno. Good for her. Shout out to
0: Izzy. Yeah, white passing uh, Latina. Congratulations, Izzy. Um, And on uh, speaking of women's wrestling as well, uh, unfortunately, (laughs) Dana Brooke. Uh, not not Sorry, I'm look. I'm thinking of Danbury because I was watching NXT last night. Um, uh, but no, Sonya Deville unfortunately tore her ACL on SmackDown this past week and is out indefinitely. the The time frame is apparently like six to nine months. This was first broken by TMZ. Uh, but Dana, but Sonya Deville, actually Daddy Deville, um, did a video, uh, posted a video confirming uh, her injury, which is uh. Very disheartening because Sonya Deville has had a rough couple of years. She had the stalker situation, which took her out of action for a very, very long time. Um, she was um, she was like the most hated manager, pretty much trying to take out Naomi as best as she could uh, for a long time. And She was doing well as an authority figure for for a good time, um, kind of being you know the thorn in um, the thorn in Adam Pierce's backside. They finally got Sonya back into wrestling and she essentially was the substitute for Carmella who got pregnant with Chelsea Green and they kind of had a thing going for a little bit they just won the tag titles which was Sonya Deville's first championship in WWE and she's been in WWE for a very long time at this point clone on like 7 8 years uh something like that and now she has torn her ACL which is a shame who knows what they're going to do with the women's tag titles this just further proves my theory about the tag titles are cursed is about
1: Throw him yeah. out, give him a give them pr- a Lundra blaze, and never throw him out.
0: <laughs> can you imagine? That's what they do. It's like they just give it to a Lundra. and like the same trash, the same trash can too. Just yeah. like magically disappears. I
1: forget what her name was in WCW. It was something- Medusa. Medusa. That's right. It was something- yeah, something Medusa. Stupid, but
0: no. Well, she used the Medusa name, and she became one of the like one of the best monster truck drivers of all time. That she did. That yeah, that she she's did. a badass.
1: She is a badass. Yeah, sure. So yeah, give them to her. Have a do have rode them over with the monster truck wheels? Yeah, now it's yeah. sad
0: because Chelsea and Sonya, I think we're going somewhere and this is kind of just a setback. But hopefully Sonya gets back uh, really, really soon. I mean, torn ACLs aren't the, aren't the death nail like they used to be like 10, 15 years ago.
1: Yeah, it's like what, it's like the, it's like the Tommy John surgery. Pretty much. Doesn't have yeah. your career anymore.
0: Yeah, which is unfortunate for um, which I I should have put this on here. Uh, the news came out. Uh, I don't have a little graphic for this, but the news came out that uh, But doctors have recommended that Biggie never wrestle again. I did see
1: that too, which means he'll be back in about six weeks. <laughs> 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 that's that's what that I, means to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I don't know with Biggie in particular because. I don't know if he wants if he would want to go back in. I know it was it was rumored that they offered him even to be like an announcer, which would be great. I would love to have Biggie as an announcer. I think it'd be absolutely hysterical.
1: Yeah, you should take Mike Rome's uh, job. Hmm? You should take Mike Rome's job.
0: <laughs>
1: just, be, the, just, be the ring just, announcer. Be the
0: ring announcer. <laughs> oh man, that would that would be great. But uh, hopefully, you know, Biggie still has a desire. Uh, to get back in, to get back in the ring, and hopefully, uh, first and foremost, he needs to be healthy because I still can see that injury, like when he landed on his head in SmackDown. Like that was yeah. Dude, that was don't, I don't know if
1: I'd want to go back in the ring after that. Like, dude. Like, how do yeah. you? Just, how do you just get over that?
0: Cause, yeah, because like everything, like like when you take a bump, just like a general practice bump, you're still falling on that neck area. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah absolutely. I mean, awesome. That's did. a lot. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's true I mean, is Biggie have uh, anything up to prove? Like, why come back? For what?
0: One of the greatest, part one of the greatest factions of all time, won the money in the bank, cashed it in, won the WWE championship, had a pretty decent run
1: Nah, his run kind of sucked, know. but that's
0: not his fault not his, 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 I mean, he, it was, he was up against Roman But like, even his match in Roman at Survivor Series he did a pretty decent job I forgot that match happened yeah, he was he was on his way to doing. They were on. He was on his way to doing something with his solo career. Because remember, they had split them on purpose, and then this happened.
1: Yeah, oh, I remember the problem with Biggie. The big debate, the topic of the debate was: is he need to change his character? And they didn't. And they showed up. They,
0: they they he tweaked it. It's not necessarily a change. I think his character is fine. He just needed to be more serious, which I thought, especially in like when he had a street fat street match with Sheamus. He did a really good job. That, that was fucking awesome. Side. Yeah, that was awesome.
1: <laughs> that was awesome. But yeah, like tweaks for sure. But the biggie character, as we know and love, was getting stale, mm-hmm. and he couldn't adapt. It's like it was like Bianca. Right? Bianca also needs a character tweak and character tweak. But even though her in ring is just pretty much fucking phenomenal in her sell, especially her selling, which we're gonna get into. But. This like you you need you need to constantly evolve in character tweaks. And that's what that was Biggie's problem. He just he was fighting the evolution.
0: Yeah, what which is the same. Same. I, I mean, I yeah, I thought he was on his way to a trick, but who knows? Well, we may we may never know, which is a shame. Uh, it's gonna be one of those. It's gonna be one of those big debates, and maybe you he see can him turn back. I know crown. you
1: do, but do you want to see him back?
0: If he is able to do it safely, yeah. I don't, like, this also could be a Jason Jordan situation, too, where yeah. it's just, like, it, you're better off just not doing this ever again. What was his
1: injury? He was, like, nerve damage or something?
0: I don't remember what Jason Jordan was, but Jason Jordan's become a pretty freaking awesome producer for Monday Night Raw. Yeah,
1: yeah he's a producer. He's on TV every now and then. He shows yeah. up, like, the, the fight off, like, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, to pull back Brock <laughs> yeah,
0: he's, yeah. I mean, it shows that WWE wants him around in some capacity. They've done it a bunch of times. When Corey Graves was unable to wrestle anymore, like, hey, would you want to try being an announcer? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They don't just throw you to the wayside.
0: Yeah. So who knows what happens? Uh, best of luck to Sonya and and to Biggie, of course, as well. Uh, we also have, and I was gonna I was gonna throw this to Kay because I know Shotzi is is there is kind of their, their one of their daddies. Uh, but what are your thoughts, Will, on uh, the the short haired Shotzi? Me myself, I'm a fan.
1: I it's the 1st time seeing of this.
0: I I don't know.
1: I have no I, no comment for once. I got, I got nothing. Just that's okay. Let's, let's see what she can do with it, I guess. Yeah.
0: Well, we all know the haircutting was for a reason. Like we talked about that, right?
1: No. What happened to her? Did she have a stalker too?
0: No, she did not have a stalker. No. So her sister is going through chemo.
1: Oh, okay. It's one of those things. So
0: she wanted to cut her hair. Okay. She shows support for her sister. Oh, that's cool. And they. So they turned it in the storyline. Yeah. They started with obviously Bailey cutting off a piece of her hair, and that was the excuse for her to chop off her whole hair. Yeah.
1: Alright, so, cool. Yeah, good yeah. good for her then.
0: Yeah, listen, it's giving her TV time. She's going up against Bailey. Bailey has a kind of a proven track record of helping get people to the next step. So we will we will see what happens. But speaking of character tweaks, oh boy, I am so excited. We have Potentially Hill Street province And Dawkins in a suit By the way uh, they went on SmackDown and beat the living crap out of the tag team divisions, mostly the OC um, in suits. And then Bobby came out like a proud father. So we're going to play the game here. And fretz has already inserted something into the uh, into the game. Smoke but...
1: business would be pretty dope.
0: Yeah, I was like, what are you? What would you name this new fact? So we got smoke business. Uh, I like to use Almighty Profits.
1: Yeah, smoke business, smoke business might be a little too iffy for the censors. <laughs> the, all, the almighty profits, I think, would work too. Might as well call it the Hurt Business, dude. Why not? Yeah,
0: Hurt Business 2.5.
1: I guess. Someone like that. <laughs> Just, uh, not Cedric and Shelton. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wonder if Bianca might go with them. Oh. Oh, that cool. Seen, we've seen Bianca kind of tweak a little bit. Of it. She did literally on the hot mic called Charlotte a bitch in the middle of the match. Yeah. Which I thought was fantastic. And she
1: yelled fuck when she hit the stairs.
0: Did she really? I yeah, she's like, oh,
1: fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, Charlotte, Charlotte has a Sarah's mouth in the ring, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've known that for a while. But back to the back to the smoke business or the almighty profits. Like I, I love everything about this. I mean, we were talking about the street profits could have probably coasted in their career as just a hype babyface tag team, but I like that they're taking this challenge on.
1: Yeah, do they? They need. They needed a heel run. We've been calling for this for months.
0: And months, a lot of people has... wanted the heel profits.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then Montez is just gonna go to the fucking moon because he needs he needs a singles push like yesterday.
0: Yeah, and uh, the great thing about it is is that uh Bobby's a great person to learn from. Bobby's not at all. I think Bobby's
1: gonna teach more to Montez than not Montez, uh Dawkins than Montez, because Bobby Mon- Bob Lash was like I can't fly like you can. Yeah, like, what can I <laughs> You can teach me a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> right, I mean, like unless, unless he can be like listen when you're on the well, Bobby actually probably shouldn't be teaching promos either. <laughs> his, his promos have gotten have been fine recently, but mm-hmm. uh, not best for his promo skills because Montez kind of has that I'm gonna yell and scream kind of promo. He has that MJF syndrome,
0: kind of, but he's he's a lot funnier than MJF. I think. Oh yeah, for sure, way more, yeah, he's, way more was- charisma. I'm very excited to see where this goes because it wasn't – it also was a couple weeks ago where you saw Bobby talking to Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams as well too. Yes, yes,
1: yes, we did. This all the black so, people,
0: all of them. Yeah, but this could be the beginnings of a super faction, um, which I'm all for. I am I'm, I'm, all for because the, t- the talent's there, and it's a lot more talented, unfortunately, than Cedric and Shelton goes. Shelton's past his promise. Shelton's coasting. Yeah. <laughs> tell you that right now. I don't
1: know, the profiteers would be good. A profit motives.
0: Profit motives sounds more like a like a business vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like Almighty Profits. He might just call. We might we might end up getting like her business versus her business now. But Omos is back with MVP, which is a very random thing in the battle royal. Uh but moving on. It was a good
1: swerve though. <laughs> <laughs> like, this What's fucker's gonna f- win, isn't he?
0: <laughs> Listen, he finally got back from his uh, honeymoon or whatever he was out for. Because I know he got married. He did? Yeah, he got married. I, his be, wife's I, bet, his wife, cute. I bet his wife's tiny. No, no. Nah. I mean, everybody's tiny compared to him. I know, but you was
1: seen Shaq's wife. She's like <laughs> this little Asian woman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's let's talk. Yeah, Google Omas. Google Omas is. Uh, significant other. Now I right, continue. But you know you know Solo's married too, right? I did not know that. All the Usos are married. Oh. And, well, we all know Roman's married. Roman has she's like Cute. Not... Yeah, see? Told you. I don't know how tall she is. Yeah, like... she's
1: she's regular size. She's like a Actually, she's probably pretty tall for a woman. She's like her top of her head's like up to her up to her lower shoulder.
0: Yeah, so she's pretty tall for a woman.
1: Yeah, she's probably like Yeah, she's tall. She probably played basketball.
0: Yeah. So, but let's get into Summerslam uh, Detroit. Uh, based on the the presser fra- that they released the next day, and also from Triple H's uh, press conference comments, here's a little facts about Summerslam uh, just in general. So, according to their press release, which I'm going to read over here on my other computer, uh, Summerslam, emanating from Ford Field in Detroit, became the most watched and highest grossing Summerslam in company history. It set records for viewership, gate sponsorship. And merchandise with a estimated, I'm going to say estimated, 59,194. SummerSlam generated a record gate, that is ticket sales, folks, of 8.5 million. The largest gate for any non-WrestleMania event ever. It was the most watched SummerSlam in company history. Take that collision. And among the top three audiences in the history of WWE on Peacock. That's absurd. SummerSlam generated the most sponsorship revenue for any non-WrestleMania event ever with $7 million in sponsorship revenue, up 23% versus 2022. The sponsors included Slim Jim, C4, Rocket Mortgage. Um, so if you put do a little quick math, from ticket sales and sponsorship, $15.5 million. That's it. We're not including merchandise or anything else. It's
1: a lot Just, of money. How about concessions?
0: Yeah. exactly i feel like consensus gets split with the stadium yeah for
1: sure probably most of it probably goes to the stadium
0: you know um they said in partnership with the special event retail partner fanatics which is where you get most of their all of their merchandise from now these days merchandise sales were up 60 percent versus the record set in 2021 making the best performance in company history for any premium live event outside of wrestlemania Um, On location packages Which are like the priority packages and stuff like that Set a new SummerSlam record Up 47% Versus 2022 In addition SummerSlam Became the most uh, Viewed social SummerSlam Of all time With over 230 Million views And 4 million hours Of video consumed A 26% increase over Last year
1: the business is hot, man. Business is yeah. booming.
0: Those are absurd numbers. They especially from a social numbers. media perspective.
1: Yeah. Yeah, especially from a social media perspective.
0: Like that's that's unreal numbers. Uh so props to them. We also had a one hour SummerSlam uh press conference afterwards, which they're getting really good at these press conferences. It was really funny, Cody came on first and he took sips of both of the C four drinks. Of course he did. And he was like, "Hey, it's a better, better late than never, Taquan. Um And he was, and he had to he made himself choose. But what I wanted to, what I wanted to point out is some comments that Triple H made. So Triple H was pretty much directly addressed about how did they decide who got on the show. And who didn't get on the show and booking and placement? And there's a couple of comments. <clears throat> I, well, I think we're gonna harp on a little bit. Triple H said, first and foremost, we never announced the card. So how would you know who was who got cut and who and who didn't get cut? Because we didn't announce the card.
1: Mm, that's interesting.
0: Is that, that is- <laughs> that's a little
1: that's a little fuck you, Triple H. I'm gonna say fuck you real quick. Cause you, you know what he you know what he means by asking that question. Or whoever asked that question, you know what that person means by asking that question. Yeah. How do you decide who gets on and off the card? Not who got cut. <laughs> don't play don't fucking play these word games with me, Paul.
0: Yeah, I I don't remember the direct question, but he did mention, like, you know, we never really announced the card, so you, you can't tell us who got cut and who didn't, which is true, and that's something that I started to think about a little bit after he said it. I was like, you know what? WWE actually never announces their full card, ever. It's a wrestling trick.
1: No, they usually do.
0: But they never tell you the order.
1: No, they never tell you the order. They don't. So like, they don't. You, they so don't. don't like, they don't drop the physical card like it's like, like it's like a like, it's like a boxing event right? or UFC. Or UFC, or UFC will drop UFC the card. UFC drops the card. Card. They never. They never exactly. drop the card, but they announce the matches. But that's part of the fun. You don't know what matches. what I like. I like not knowing the match order. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Other than the main that's event, correct. obviously. Exactly. Yeah. So no, like, I, you're like I, oh, I really? Never... Cody Brock's on second. Wow. Why? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Logan Paul. That's why.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've I've made a ton of those comments in my time doing the live was Like, how is this second? Yeah. Or how is this next? I remember one thing was uh when Charlotte and Oscar came on came on to the WrestleMania number like two. Third. it was. We sec- were, they, were second. Second. they were second. They were second. I was after, like, how? an
1: IC match, yeah.
0: Yeah. I was like, how are you doing this? <laughs> Didn't make any sense. Yeah, no, it was crazy. So he he talks about that, but he also talks about uh, something to the behest of Becky Lynch, uh, especially moving on to Raw. Um, he made the poignant comment of, when you have so much talent that you can easily book two nights of WrestleMania, when you go back to a one, a one night show, not everybody's gonna make it. Duh. <laughs> like, you this know. shouldn't be
1: controversial. It's just like, listen, guys. Yeah. This, this, get out of this, this playground attitude of everyone needs to participate, everyone needs to win. No, 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 no. This is a business. This is a sport. There's winners and, and losers. Right? It's yeah. just like, like, now, if I'm a fan, do I, in hindsight, go, yeah, I wish Becky and Trish won the card instead of Ronda and uh, Baszler? Shayna. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. But. You know, Rousey is, a, is still, in, in their eyes, a massive star. And it's to get uh, honest people. It's to get casual people on the card. Like, I understand why they did what they did. So I'm not going to shit on them for making that decision. And plus, you got another pay-per-view coming up in a month without Roman. You need a big-time match to sell that card. Exactly. Or, or TV, right? The TV is a hot product. So mm-hmm. you shouldn't be like, why are people getting cut off the card? You should be like, wow, I am so glad wrestling is so hot right now. I want to see
0: everything. Yeah, and that is exactly what Triple H alluded to. He goes, listen, we just finished the SummerSlam, and it ran really long in the first place, number one. But he goes, we got to do another shit. We got to do another premium live event in less than four weeks. Yeah. We also have, if he goes, if you add NXT, we have seven hours of television every week. Yeah. Like, you know, and he also, and another thing that he also revealed is like he essentially said, they owe he over books on purpose. He creates multiple feuds that he knows aren't everything's not going to make it in some way shape or form on the PLE or on TV but you you overbook these feuds and you see what sticks and you put them you place them appropriately and you get, which just gauge
1: the audience exactly yeah and it's it's effective because the fact that the fans are upset about this is actually a good thing because it means they're Correct. invested and it means they're and it means they care it means but, they
0: won't see it.
1: But would you rather have – one, would you rather have much been two nights, which go fuck yourself first of all. Um, Hell no. And second of all, would you rather have been six hours, go fuck yourself second of all. Or three, <laughs> would you rather have be like a 12-match card and, you know, Brock and Cody gets cut for like six minutes. Logan and Ricochet gets cut five minutes. Roman gets cut three minutes. And like Sh- Shayna and Ronda is a squash match. No, that's, yeah, no. You don't, you, don't, you don't devalue a hot angle to get on, just to make sure everyone's on the card. Like, stop with this, particip- this winners and there's losers. And I'm not yeah. even saying Becky and Trish is a loser. I'm saying they're going to get their spotlight somewhere else. Look at Damian Priest. He was off WrestleMania. I was very upset about it. But look what they did. Look what they did after that. He had a match yeah. with Bad Bunny. He won Money in the Bank. And he gave Finn Balor a deadly stare down.
0: <laughs> yeah. Memorable. A, right? meme-able stare. a memeable,
1: a stare down. So, like, just have some patience. Just have some patience. Seriously. Like, it's all about it, patience. Everyone is gonna be used, but they're not gonna be used how you want it to be used. But that's that's fine. That's fine. And it, which, would I have even preferred Shana and um, uh, not Shana, um, Becky and Trish instead of the Battle Royal? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would. I would have actually, because the Battle Royal for no reason is a stupid.
0: That was Slim Jim throwing money at them.
1: That too. And as fun as That's as fun as the match was, right? It was a, the match was fine. It was fun. It's the middle of the card, you know, come yeah. down match. Even though LA Knight, fucking the biggest pop of the night, first of all. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Is just like what? What? Why? What? Do you, why are you asking him this question?
0: Yeah, yeah. He was he was pretty candid. It's the most candid I've ever seen Triple H in answering a question. So but I, I thought it was I thought it was good for him to respond in such an aggressive manner. Yeah. Cause like it was also like someone Bill Aptor, who's a pretty, pretty an elderly reporter. He's like a he's like a Dave Meltzer type, put it that way. Bill Apter also had this and this question, I, I talked to you about this the other day. He was like, So, what was Austin Theory doing in the Battle Royal? What was the United States Champion doing in the Battle Royal? And Triple H's response was like, Oh, well, you know, he he was in the Battle Royal not to get thrown over the top rope and probably win the Battle Royal, but he didn't do either of them. So that's why he was it.
1: Yeah. Like another stupid question. It's like, <laughs> Yeah. It's like, because uh, we want him to go on the card so idiots like you wouldn't complain about it. I guess, we'll do, complain. I guess we'll do better next time.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I, I like that they're addressing, you know, some of these things more upfront. I also enjoy in their press conferences that they're allowing, you know, people like us, you know, to be a part of those press conferences. East is on there all the time now. Good for She's, her. You know, I've seen a lot of our essentially our peers on social media who are in the same podcast business as us. They're now getting like press passes to interview superstars like the day before big events which is absolutely nuts, and it gives me hope, Will, that we'll just get press passes to something major randomly.
1: Yeah, we need an audience, though, for that, Ricky. Come on now.
0: Not necessarily. I saw some people in that press conference that I was like, there's no way they have an audience bigger than me. <laughs> so so we'll see. It, it, like I said, it gives me hope. It gives me hope. I don't know, but man. Let's... I
1: talk too much shit.
0: <laughs> it would be funny if they, like, called you out. They're like, hey, I know that voice. Did you say that thing about me the other week? You could be like, no, not at all. I'm like, yeah, I did. What are you going to do about it?
1: <laughs> is it true or is it not
0: true? <laughs> oh, man, well, let's move on from the press releases and everything like that to the tribal combat match. The main event, the true main event of SummerSlam were not Jimmy, but James Uso, because we're not calling Jimmy anymore. That was a James Uso move. Sabotage the match for his brother Jay And LOL Roman wins In another chapter In this Story of the bloodline Which in my opinion I think was the most logical way to go They had kind of ridden themselves Into a hole And I think it was the only logical step But I love it Because the evidence That they were going to go this way is littered throughout the entire story, and I think that's the brilliance of it, Mister Tarashock.
1: I agree. That Twitter thread you posted the other day was just really brilliant, right? It was yeah. just, It was really, really smart that Jimmy's telling the story of, I was supposed to be the right hand man, I was hurt, and if you think, if you think about it, who's the bigger like who is if you get to rank the star power uh-huh. of the bloodline, Roman's up top, of obviously. Course. Then you got Jimmy, that's uh, Jay. Yeah. Then you got Paul Heyman. Mm hmm. Then you got Solo,
0: mm-hmm. arguably.
1: And yeah. then it's just like, oh, yeah, Jimmy's here too.
0: And that's mostly because Jimmy was injured throughout a lot of the storyline.
1: Yeah. Like, Jimmy never really had a shining moment in the storyline. It was always just like, okay, Solo's here attacking Sammy. Like, you know, Solo's just the enforcer. You know, yeah. we had the backs like like Brock and Paul Heyman. We had the Jimmy and uh, the Jay and Sammy, right? And mm-hmm. Jay, Jimmy and Kevin, Jay and Kevin. Excuse me. Jimmy never really had any part. He was always a supporting character. Always correct. He was never in a spotlight. So now he is going to be like, "Hey, man, fuck you for taking my spot." Now, yeah. I think these these two need to be completely separate from Roman. They cannot be cutting promos with Roman. They can mention Roman, talk about Roman, but, like, mm-hmm. Roman should not be involved in this feud. Then I would think they're jumping the shark.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're jumping the shark at all. I think this is the next logical step in the story that they were going to tell, especially because it is rumored that Roman's going to take some time off. Good. Um, don't need to And him. rightfully so. You don't need him for payback or fast lane. There's so much talent that Roman's not needed. And guess what? You have another world title. Also, the the brilliance of having two different titles. Yeah,
1: you want Austin Theory in the card against LA Knight, like, Roman can go away for a little bit. Like, you're upset about his long title reigns. Hey, you think Bruno defended the belt every month? No, he defended, like, once or twice a year. Right? So, like, these these long title reigns, the longer it goes, it makes sense he defends it less and less. It doesn't bother me, honestly.
0: Doesn't bother me at all. This is going—I think this is the storyline leading— into the next major PLE, which will be Survivor Series, which is going to be in two, three months. Jimmy and Jay can feud for a while, and like you said, this gives Jimmy the chance to kind of, this is Jimmy's time in the story.
1: Exactly. Put it that way. Exactly.
0: Plain and simple, exactly. this is Jimmy's time in the story.
1: And it's going to be fucking awesome. The promo is going to be,
0: Oos! <laughs> oh,
1: what are you doing, Ooh, Yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to be amazing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and Roman called it from the bat a couple of weeks ago when he was gaslighting Jay, like he always does. He goes, "The only reason you became the main event in the right hand was because Jimmy was injured."
1: And Jimmy said it. He was—he was like, I didn't, "He didn't believe in you, this, that, and the other." And he's like, "Did did? Is it true?" He was like, "Yes, it's true." Yeah. And Jimmy and Jay was just like, "I don't care. I'm still with you," which is his ultimate mm-hmm. betrayal.
0: Yep. Yep. And uh, that 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 kind of stings.
1: Yeah, dude, I'm about it. I'm I'm I love it. all about it because like the whole match, I was like, "Where's Jimmy?" Like, J <laughs> so was attacking him, like, but where's Jimmy? He's coming mm-hmm. eventually, and it's like, "Oh, there he is." <laughs> <See that coming? laughs> Michael Cole, great call.
0: Why Jimmy? Why? <laughs> uh,
1: but the um,
0: he's your brother or something like that. What else did he say?
1: Yeah, he's like, you're you you're despicable. Whatever the fuck he said.
0: Yeah, someone, someone. When Michael Cole gets really like into something, he just goes yeah. off. Yeah,
1: and Fretz, I don't think they're doing war games. I saw it was gonna be bragging rights again for this Survivor Series.
0: So it's gonna be like it's gonna be All Star Game again. It's gonna be
1: Roman versus Seth.
0: Okay, so it's All Star Game. Yes, exactly. All Star Game mentality. But bragging rights okay. is
1: bragging rights is, okay. Which brand is gonna get more wins again? Right. To get well, people. they're also
0: yeah. You get but there's versus also the like, theory too,
1: like Gunther versus you Theory. We know whatever the fuck. Yeah.
0: Roman versus Seth will be perfect. Yeah, um, because in I saw a uh, a clip of Roman's title reigns, like they listed them, like on a sports page, and the only one that went to a DQ finish Seth. was Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins.
1: Yeah, Cole mm-hmm. was like, why, why? Yeah, I, <laughs> but the first point, it's another, it's another wrinkle in the story. It's it, like you yeah. said, Ricky, it's the next logical progression. Now, the match itself, I thought out of all the main events in the past like year. With that Roman's had this was probably the yeah. weakest in terms of the actual match. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't. It was. It was fine. Like, yeah. it, like the what the the false finishes were okay. Uh, going into the crowd was pretty cool did you hear that one guy in the suit just like trolling Solo he was like why Solo why he was just like yeah. k framing it
0: yeah it was like remember the guy that I think they were in Chicago when it was uh, Gargano and Choppa during their feud and he was like you're the devil Chompa yeah you're the devil
1: chopper you gave him king of the night that week
0: yeah <laughs> oh my god that was and, and great. roman sold
1: it too roman's like what the fuck just happened which makes <laughs> me which made yeah. me think that they're going away from roman which I, they, I i i beg you please do not insert roman and paul Heyman and solo into the story they don't
0: line. need to be into the story maybe solo because it's the brother but like paul and roman don't need to be anywhere near this yeah totally at all they totally. can go they can Essentially, cowerway and Lionway until the next logical thing, which makes Seth the biggest guy on in the brand while Roman's gone, yeah. which is exactly what Seth wants.
1: Yeah, which is why they made a new title.
0: <laughs> exactly. Let's move on to one of the other main events. The first of the main events, and I like that WWE's changing the narrative of what a main event match I is. Cause don't. It's fucking stupid. It's main event. It, main event means marquee match.
1: Yeah. just called um, call it that Call yeah. it that thing. Because the, the main event is... The main event—it's the biggest one. It's the number one. It's the show stick. It's the show. It's what you come to see.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's only you can only be one. You can only have one main.
0: I disagree. I think you can have a bunch of things that are that would be considered the main event. So I see I see main event as marquee as they're using it interchangeably, and I'm okay with it.
1: Marquee match, I think, is much more appropriate. You know, it's it's or, or a headliner. It's one of the headliners, but the main event. I can is, agree if you did the
0: like this, the headlining match.
1: Yeah, it's semantics. I'm we're arguing over yeah. semantics. We are over <laughs>
0: semantics because honestly, if this could have gone on last, and no one would have cared because this match was absolutely fantastic. I've never seen Brock Lesnar do so much storytelling in a match.
1: Yeah, he was this like this. This was like this is what we all thought the John Cena match was going to be.
0: <laughs> but John Cena just kept getting his ass beat. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it was great. No, the match was really good. Now I'm glad this didn't get cut for time, so Becky and Seth could uh, Becky and uh, Trish could have fought for eight minutes.
0: Yeah, right. No, like, this, this, this
1: storytelling needed to happen. Brock ripped his pants. I don't know where and when or where, where, where or
0: how he did it, but his pants ripped. I remember when Brock. I was like his pants totally got shattered. Really His funny. shorts got ripped. I was like, yeah, what's kind of funny? <laughs> I was like, damn, Brock,
1: your inner thigh is really pale. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: suck, <he's... laughs> yeah. I was like, what if
1: Brock just decided to go commando that day? <laughs>
0: Could you imagine? <laughs> Issa would have had a heart attack.
1: I know. Also, Jazz just go, why is he so sweaty? I'm like, that's just
0: Brock. That's just Brock. He's just way. sweaty. He's a sweaty <laughs> he's gorilla. A sweaty guy. <laughs> He's a scroty guy. What a match! Uh, Cody's still getting his ass beat really well, cause Cody's a good seller. Getting his ass beat. Yeah. Uh, Brock tried to destroy this man. Cody kept getting up. Cody eventually beats I him love again. Brock
1: monster. Yeah. Brock finally got him to quit.
0: So the the biggest thing here, especially Cody winning, is how animated Brock was after the match, which according to Triple H, according to Cody Rhodes, none of that was scripted. I believe it. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I I totally believe it because Cody was like, "What is going on here?" And yeah. Brock never does that.
0: He's never. I've never seen him do it ever. He he gave him a hug. They butted heads. So I guess that's that's the beast way of saying you're cool. <laughs> he yeah, stared down went, yeah. and then the
1: headbutt of like, okay, I respect you. Shook yeah. the hand, hug, hand raise, and like the. He,
0: all, gave, all him a, he gave him the four corners hand raise yeah. too. I was like, "Holy crap! He's not—he never did that. Well, he wasn't supposed to do that the Taker. He never did that for Roman. He never did it for Angle. Like, this is the—it's the first I've ever seen it. And then Cody said in the presser, because like, obviously Brock left before him, and he was—if you saw the wide shot, Brock was having fun as he was leaving the ground, like he stole a fan. He stole <laughs> the
1: side that three? Stole a hat and tossed it back.
0: Yeah. Um, did he hug me at know, the nineteen? I don't remember that. I well, I think they was I don't a think coach. he
1: remembers that either.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, also very true. Um, but Cody said he went to go find Brock backstage, and Brock was nowhere to be found. So it was kind of just one of those just very interesting moments.
1: I went straight to a jet and was like, Sable, stitch my
0: pants. Yeah, so it was crazy to see. Um, and Cody's, Cody's uh, quick uh, little promo on... On Monday, he said he was talking to his mom uh, about it and he still couldn't wrap his hand around. It. And apparently, according to Cody's promo, uh, his mom told him, "You don't get it. Brock Lesnar just acknowledged you." Hmm.
1: It is. That's exactly what happened.
0: Yeah. That is exactly yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, but we still it, we still have no reason for why he was attacking or turned in the first place. Like there really was no story. You know, it's in the in the promo package. Which, first off, great promo package with the song and everything.
0: Song, yeah, you got what I said about like last week how it was very like somber. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It was really good though,
0: but no, it like was.
1: there was no story to it. It was just Cody cutting a promo and Brock beating him up. Yeah. So I think the moment would have meant more if there actually was a story behind it, like Brock cut promos and gave a reason to why or whatever something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. Cody, I had to Cody one though. I was like, he better be the one to take it off for Roman. I kind of want Cody more than Rock
0: now. At this point, Cody has to be. No one's ever got that month. No one's ever got that much emotion out of Brock Lesnar post match. Yeah, and the crowd just ever. ate it up. Would you too? I didn't know what I was seeing. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? It's like when the Grins grew a heart, or like a, his heart grew three times. It was like, wow, yeah. Brock, Brock's nice. He hugs people. He's he's okay with this. It okay, was
1: good, it was a good match. It's a good match. It was good. It probably went actually. No, I'm not saying it should have went first, but because that opening match was phenomenal.
0: Now we'll get to the opening match at the at the end of it, because there's so much other stuff to talk about. Especially, oh, a lot of SummerSlam was just about storytelling, and Seth Rollins and Finn Balor told a story seven years in the making, and it started with that asshole Seth. Coming out with the top of his ring gear from that SummerSlam. Yeah,
1: he couldn't zip up the vest. <laughs> he was too fat.
0: Because <laughs> he got big. He was he skinnier was back bigger. then. Yeah, he was.
1: Like, he was a lot more. F- I don't know. Seth Rollins isn't out of shape, but back then he was much more in shape.
0: He was just. He was just skinnier, and yeah. so I think he's, he just built up more. He's built up. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Lord, I, was like, I... That vest
1: don't fit well, Seth.
0: <laughs> a little tight. <laughs> yeah. I loved everything about that. Or when he took off a thing and he revealed the jacket. Seth is one of the masterminds of playing mind games with his opponents. Yeah, that's pretty good. It was. I'm surprised he still had it, to be honest with you. Because um, usually wrestlers would like sell it or auction it off or something. But he, he found it's probably because he probably sold the pants and didn't, and kept the top. Is probably what happened. Because like, why is he so mismatched? Uh, Finn having the seven on the separated shoulder. When Michael Cole called it a tattoo,
1: I was like, I hope that's not real.
0: And then it smudged. And I was
1: like, oh, "Thank God."
0: Yeah. I mean, everything was good. Finn, literally, they Finn and Seth literally did a frame by frame recreation of a separated shoulder spot. Yeah,
1: except uh, Finn through Seth. Yeah. Yeah, it was
0: good. I was like, was "Wow, good. fantastic." Uh, I would. I thought, I thought for a second that Finn Balor was going to take this off of him. When Judgment Day showed up and Priest hit him and Finn hit the pedigree, I was like, it's happening. Yeah. And then stuff kicked out.
1: The miscommunication between Finn and Damien was just weird. I, I, I liked the finish. Yeah. Because like he was like, use it, use it. And Finn's like, ah, get out of <laughs> here.
0: <laughs> I don't know. And then I don't Finn know. was like,
1: give it to me, give it to me. And Damien's just like, oh, 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 oh here. <laughs> Was this it weird. Yeah. But it was fine. It's it was fine. Finn loses again like he does. I was
0: That's, that's the one thing that I was upset about. I was like, I thought we had a moment to really make Judgment Day, like, essentially V-Faction to, like, be on the lookout for because they've been having such a rise. That's what they but do,
1: I, man. They build them up. Yeah. They build them up. They build them up. They lose. Or say, yeah. they build them up. They build them up. They build them up. Finn loses. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's the debate we have before. Do you go with the short thing and Seth Rollins, or do you give Finn a run during what's historically your lowest part of a year? And they went with the short thing.
1: I think it was the right call. Because, like, uh, I was, I know I mean made, made predictions on the show last week, but before the match, mm-hmm. I was telling Jazz, I'm like, uh, Seth's going to win. Logan's going to win. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I went seven for eight. I didn't get Bianca. It's the one thing I didn't get right.
0: No one, no one nope, saw that. Didn't
1: see that one coming. That
0: was pretty good. <laughs> no one saw that coming at all. Um, and now I mean, Seth with,
1: Nakamura. Okay, cool. I guess I love it.
0: I'm, I'm definitely okay with it. Finn is now obviously fighting, fighting with with Damian, but now JD McDonough's in the mix. Now, so that's a new wrinkle in the Judgment Day storyline. Uh Finn's Finn's going back to the guy that he's used in JD for for some assistance and guidance. So again, that's another wrinkle in in the storyline while Sepp is out here fighting Nakamura, which I hope they bring back his heel Nakamura theme, you know, the one that people hate. Dog,
1: please, no. <laughs>
0: it's exactly why. I need to see people bitch and complain about that. Um mm-hmm. I, I, oh, my I God, with like, the,
1: with, like, the Japanese metal voice?
0: Yes, oh yes.
1: Oh, God, please. God. Yes,
0: please.
1: That was so, that was so please, bad. It, was do it
0: so fucking bad. Do it. Bad. And bring back, bring back a dancing Sammy Zane too. Remember when it was knocking Sammy?
1: Oh, my God, stop
0: that right now. <laughs> what Sammy's injured bionic elbow? The tag team titles are not doing great these days.
1: Well, oh, Kevin Owens has, like, a word of rib injury.
0: And did you see Sammy's elbow on Monday? No. Oh, go look up Sami Zayn's injury. It's not pretty. It is not pretty at all. Uh, But this match pretty much had everything. You had Judgment Day kind of being Judgment Day-ish. Sorry, no speaking English. Yeah, because he speaks like five different languages, frets. Um, But listen, Seth Rollins might be the best stretcher. Did you see? Oh, it is a burst of sack elbow. Yeah. That burst sack elbow was really bad, Freds. Ow. Yeah.
1: It sounds painful.
0: It's just burst sack means it's really, really, extremely swollen. Uh, it's kind of gross. It's what it's it's what you what's what you hope the bionic elbow actually would be in real life. Um, but the following Monday on Raw, obviously, Seven not going to be a thing. Did you see Seven's outfit from Raw?
1: No, I didn't watch Raw.
0: Okay, okay so. Okay, okay. Okay. So. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's the same thing Cena had in SummerSlam 2013? Yeah, oh, that was that was disgusting.
0: Yeah, pretty much. That is the same thing. Uh, so Seps fit. It was like a bright blue suit, but he also had. You remember the giant red boots he wore in Brooklyn? No. All right. So he wore these really. So what he wore. Um in in the in uh in Minnesota because that's where they were. What he wore in Minnesota. He wore essentially these highlighter yellow crocs, but they were boots. Interesting. It's the weirdest thing ever, but that's Seth being Seth, and that is our world heavyweight champion, Seth Rollins. Let's move on to the women's championship match and Another nomination for outstanding performance by an actor in Bianca Belair. That triple threat match apparently was the longest women's match in SummerSlam history. Um, Bian- Bianca Belair now also has the distinct, um, the distinct accolade of the longest and shortest women's <laughs> championship in history. All happened. I'm glad this
1: match didn't get cut time so Becky and Trish could have a five minute match.
0: I will tell you this. When I saw what happened to Bianca, I became seriously concerned for her career.
1: Well, because we didn't see what happened. Charlotte threw her over and we heard the thud of the stairs.
0: Did you all? There was also a crack that was heard.
1: Yeah, but we didn't. The audio. We didn't know like there there, there was definitely a camera angle of her hitting something. Like we don't know what hit the stairs.
0: Yeah, it was it was good camera work by the by the operators. So in the back, that was that was
1: the one thing that made me think it wasn't real. But Corey Graves too was like, guys, let's just keep the camera work on the competitors. And I was like, oh, you bastard, that's good
0: because I thought it was real. And then they had the reps and the trainers come from the back too.
1: Yeah, it was really good selling
0: like I was like I was I was really concerned I was like oh I was like oh we're in uncharted territory right now like I don't know what's going on and
1: then she hit that 360 and it's like oh no she's fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> and listen that was a, a wildly creative match one of the best finishes I've ever seen to a triple threat
1: oh the mist in the figure huh? eight I told you it was going to happen
0: the mist the figure eight but then rolling up Asuka while mm-hmm. in the uh, while still in the figure eight
1: yeah it was great. The man, I, great I laughed I so hard at the mist. <laughs> Did you?
0: It was great. That's that stopped Asuka's reign at seventy as the world as a women's uh WWE women's champion. Bianca Belair obviously having a short run as a Women's champion because then EO's music hit and she is very fast. Yeah. <laughs> she is very fast. She's like Bailey. Hit this bitch with a briefcase real quick while I catch my breath. I just ran 50 yeah. yards. Jazz was yeah, she... pissed.
1: <laughs> she was so fucking mad. She bad. obviously
0: is learning how wrestling is working.
1: <laughs> and she also doesn't understand selling and like
0: playing up to the crowd. Well, how concerned was she?
1: Not really concerned. She's more on TikTok than anything else. I kept telling her she was going to lose, and then she won. I was like, oh, shit, she won. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah. she's about to lose. Yeah, she's going to lose. Because <laughs> she hates Oscar.
0: <laughs> now does she hate EO?
1: I guess. But Slav is just like, what are you wasting time for? Like, don't talk to the crowd. Go beat him up. Like, she was, like, yelling at Ricochet through the TV. <laughs>
0: Oh man, but now congratulations to EO And congratulations to everybody in this segment Because that women's match Was fantastic Great triple threat One of the most great triple threats I've seen EO winning was at the perfect time um, It's a year to the day That she got called back up mm-hmm. uh, You know, all of damage Jones was there They flew in Dakota Kai the same day I actually read uh, a, I saw a video of Dakota Kai on Twitch Talking about she got called Because I think she lives in Florida she And she's like, you know, Saturday's my off day. She's like, I'm injured, you know, Saturday night. It's like, yay, off day. She's like, she had her phone on Do Not Disturb. She took her phone off Do Not Disturb at, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And her phone was, like, blowing up. They were, like, she had missed phone calls, text messages from Bailey. They're like, they need you in Detroit now. Mm. <laughs> so, essentially, she had to, Dakota Kai... She's like she she got a hair person. She got her hair done really quickly. She had a flight at five, but due to like weapon delays, they didn't leave. <laughs> she didn't she didn't they didn't leave till like an hour into the show starting. Wow. yeah. She gets to Detroit, runs through baggage claim. wWE had car service and a makeup person ready for her. You know, and they did her makeup in the car Took 20 minutes from the airport to the arena She got there like the match before The match before the Triple Threat And was like rushed out into the crowd Jesus Crazy, crazy Which leads me to believe they made the call that day That EO was going to
1: probably mm-hmm. Probably
0: They made the call that day Um which, which is pretty crazy. But look, I'm happy that EO's coming, that EO's going to be a champion. It's going to bring a new wrinkle to damage control. And there's also rumors that another prominent Asian wrestler is returning to WWE. yeah. Oh, Not uh, nothing confirmed Kairi yet. Huh? Kyrie Sane? There might be a pirate princess returning. Oh, um, cool. So... So nothing confirmed yet, but it, and I think it's gonna be eminent if it's this happen that this might happen as early as Friday on SmackDown or sometime within the within the month. Because Eo's gonna need some fresh challengers and that'd be a good person yeah, to start. She up. don't
1: got any. <laughs> She's got nada to work with right now.
0: Yeah, so we'll see what goes up, but congrats to her. Well deserved. Uh as a she major looks, champion. She looks great
1: with that belt too.
0: <laughs> yes, she does. Yes, she does. Very happy for EO. Jesus Christ, this match was hard hitting. The Intercontinental title fight. Gunther, Drew McIntyre. I can watch these guys fight forever.
1: A lot of fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. It was a good match. There's, like, there's nothing more to say. Like, This is exactly what you expected from two massive men who don't know when to stop hitting each other.
1: Yeah. No. I still think <laughs> Drew needs a heel turn.
0: We still might get it. He's lost a lot. Um, and now... Um, we also do have uh, a new, a new number one contender for Gunther, which is going to be Gable. Good for him.
1: He's Gable to get
0: murdered. won. A, well, here's the thing: they were in Minnesota, where Chad Gable's from, so Gable won a Fatal Four Way, which is which was apparently produced by Jason Jordan on Raw. Hmm. So it was Gable, Riddle, Champa, and I forgot who the fourth opponent was. Uh, Ricochet. Yeah. They put on a fantastic Fatal Four Way gable wins and apparently gable had a son in the last couple of years like two or three years ago he had his son dressed up in a matching singlet as him Hmm. and when he won the match he paraded his son around the ring with him and they were in matching singlets
1: Mm -hmm. it was really
0: awesome it was really awesome i mean listen gable would be a great guy to beat gunther He's got the Greco Roman background. He's believable. I mean, we saw Gable suplex Braun Strowman at WrestleMania.
1: We did see that. That
0: happened like very easily.
1: He almost did <laughs> it to uh uh what's his name?
0: Bronson Reed, I think. Bronson right?
1: Reed, yeah.
0: Yeah. So there there's a lot of believability in Gable, which is fine. He can win it, like I said, as long as Gunther beats the Honky Talk man's record. We're getting close. And once that happens, Cooper can drop the belt. Perfectly fine, but listen, Gunther's Doing great, Drew had a good match To come back with let's just keep the ball rolling, shall we And now let's get to what a lot of people Are saying, the piss break, which happened to be somewhat Of the piss break, in, into the crowd With this MMA rules match Ronda and Shayna So there's a lot that Occurred here and a lot that didn't occur here. This was a valiant attempt to do something outside of the fight pit because the fight pit is just too time-consuming from a construction standpoint to put anywhere besides the last match on the mm-hmm. car mm-hmm. and they weren't gonna do that at all. Um, the other issue was it was a it was I think like Fred said in our pre-show it was a scripted MMA fight. Yeah, so here's the problem. It's hard, and it's hard to do. And in my opinion, it wasn't MMA enough in particular. But, Will, I want you to talk about what your issue was Uh, with
1: this. Yeah, the problem with this match was uh, wrestling's fake. We all know it's fake. We all Mm -hmm. accept that it's fake. MMA is the exact opposite. So if you're going to do an MMA fight, you got to do a lot of strikes and kicks. Now, what's the most fakest part about wrestling? The strikes Strikes and and the kicks. So it just, none of it was believable because there's nothing there to suspend your disbelief. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like super kicks look fake, like look fake, but they sound real, right? It looks great, but it's part of of the show of wrestling. Like you're trying to sell me this is real, knowing it's fake, using a wrestling match, what looks the most fake. Like that's the biggest critique of wrestling is that it's fake by anyone who's just a normal person. So if I showed yeah. him this match, I'd be like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And as a fan, mm. I go, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen because I want my I want my suspension disbelieved. I want Drew McIntyre hopping over to the top rope. Want your belief suspended. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. yeah, that that's the problem with it. The the problem is is that you took the fakest part of wrestling and made it an entire match.
0: My issue was not was that it like I said, it wasn't MMA enough, especially in presentation. Now I like what we are seeing here in the picture that I have of of the ref mm-hmm. telling them the rules, mm-hmm. where I think there was a because me- the he 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 explained it perfectly, like he was really good.
1: That's that's, really what, good. that's what MMA refs do, MMA refs say like
0: word for word. Yeah. What I think what the issue in particular with this is, even though we did have a pretty good build up leading into the match. Um, Even though they revealed MMA rules a little bit too late, I think, in the process. Because I think something like this, which is essentially a special attraction match Mm. in terms of like in terms of a style of match that I think they needed to hype up a little bit more earlier on in the feud that they're going to fight in MMA rules at SummerSlam, which I think would have helped put more of a bring more casual UFC fans to it. But in particular with what they did here outside of entrances and outside of not having like a Bruce buffer or Michael buffer or somebody like that, I think they should have mic'd the ref for the crowd. I was able to hear him because the camera was right there. But I do not think anybody in that arena heard anything he said to them. Yeah, no. and I think that was a giant misstep. Mm. He should have been mic, or, so, or you should have had Mike Rome throw the mic under him so everybody oh, yeah, can hear a, that's what, what Bruce he's Bubba saying. Does
1: yeah, Bruce yeah. has his arms behind him holding the so mic so
0: everybody can hear what they say and what's going on. Because if you just see this, it looks like. He's just holding them back for some reason, and they're standing there in a fighter stance. Like this is what happens during a UFC fight.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, but gloves but up if it, you want
1: to touch them, Yada yada yada.
0: Exactly, but the uh, a casual wrestling fan who may not watch UFC doesn't know what that how significant that moment is, and I think that was a big misstep. That rep, everybody in that arena should have heard clearly what he said to them.
1: I don't think to, it would have made a difference I, though. Like it would have been cool. Would have maybe a little more authentic.
0: Like, just like, to get that last minute buy in, I don't think anything about the match is going to change, like, but like I a, need a that last minute buy in.
1: But uh, I don't think the fans just didn't care. the The fans have stopped caring about Rousey a long time ago, and no one mm-hmm. hasn't. We haven't cared about Shayna Bezos since NXT, so I don't think I don't think that would have made a difference in terms of reaction to the match. Mm-hmm. Would have been cool, right? It's more authenticity. Yeah, and like it made a little more effort, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: people are still going to chant "boring" and boo the match.
0: That's so it was just, boring. Mean, You can do what you want with it like like it's a technical match so it's not that it's not that entertaining it's sportsy but it's not entertaining but my my big thing with that is if you mic that they pandered I think they broke kind of a rule here you need to pander to the to the audience that's in the arena not the audience on TV Mm -hmm. and I think that was the big misstep it's particularly in this moment here. Pander to the audience on, like, that's that paid the ticket, the beer, and not give a fuck about us. You can have Michael Cole explain to us the rules, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if need be. But the but the, the audience in the arena should have heard everything that that ref said before the match. That's really my only thing there. Um, obviously, Shayna won, um, and Ronda posted this the next day or a couple days after on her... Um, on her Instagram, she said, essentially, Baszler, you were the reason I got into this business. Now I have no reason to stay. My question to you is, well, have we seen the last of Ronda Rousey in a professional wrestling rank?
1: I think for a long time, yeah. yeah.
0: She did just have a child within the last year, too.
1: She just, there's no buzz. There's nothing there. Like, I see Ronda Rousey and I go, I forgot you're on the roster.
0: It also shows you the strength of the roster.
1: No, the women's division sucks, like, overall.
0: I, I, w- I would disagree it does not suck. Like,
1: AEW, was-
0: Maybe I would say they're not too great. Like, I mean, AEW's women's division has a lot of races, but in particular, compared to WWE, it, WWE, I think, is leaps and bounds ahead of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, in terms of their top stars, they got three or four top stars, but that's it.
0: So are you I'm, not into Max Dupree's little uh, disastrous she did the other week?
1: I totally forgot who that was. Um, yeah, Rousey just does nothing there. That the star power is gone. Her Matt her she hasn't had a, like, a, a believable feud since Becky Lynch. <laughs> Honestly, like that's one. Where Charlotte even fell flat. And that's Charlotte, right? Like your biggest rival. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if you did Becky Charlotte uh, Becky uh, Rousey right now, I still don't think people would care. It's just, I don't think there's anything you can do to save it. And part of it's her fault, part of it's not her fault. It's just, that's just the way to cookie crumbles sometimes.
0: So, yeah, is, I think, is this I last year
1: Fuck, dude, I hope so.
0: I, I didn't hope so. I think she still has a leg run. I still think she's a Hall of Famer in the WWE, um, especially after that one year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, you know, sometimes you need time off. And I think this would be good for her. Give her time off. Let things let that settle, let her come back, come back refreshed. If she does want to come back, in and of itself. So this is a good time to disappear, especially if her goal was to get Shayna over and we're letting Shayna run a little bit more freely, which seems to be the case after watching Raw. Then yeah, let this happen for a while. Shayna even still won a Ronda's moves, which is kind of funny. I don't know. What Shayna Orondo? Or oh, I thought she
1: was legit the, the knee.
0: Oh no, she she has she got a shiner on oh. her face.
1: I thought she was a like legit concussion.
0: No, no, but know, but she got hit. <laughs> she definitely got hit. Uh so so there's that. So hopefully, like I said, we Rhonda can do whatever Rhonda does. She was a trailblazer. She helped to she was an attraction that helped bring eyes to the product. Uh and especially in her first year, she did really well. And she she. She was hot, but sometimes, you know, sometimes the flame dies out for a little bit, and we'll see if, if it ever gets ignited again, but I I would be remiss of, uh, you know, if I would say, like, oh, she's done, because she may never be done. She's a freaking super athlete at this point, and she's an attraction, so there'll always be something for Ronda to do, even if it's outside of the wrestling ring. But moving on to last but not least, we're not going to talk about the battle role, because the battle freaking role, what are you going to talk about It. it's not the Royal rumble? Um... Logan Paul did what he said he was gonna do. He beat Ricochet and had Ricochet's fiance say his name. Who was wearing the same colors as Logan Paul?
1: He also hit the worst leg drop of all time. Look at this fucking picture.
0: It was a split leg drop. It's the same thing Naomi used to do.
1: Mm. I think he was trying to do the Hogan leg drop though.
0: No, well, no. He he did that on purpose. It's supposed to hit it's him doing a split on purpose cuz he calls it he calls it like the Hogan something. But it wasn't the Hogan link job. He he caught his leg on purpose and split down into they a leg drop. He the
1: Hogan Paul.
0: No, no, it's not the Hogan Paul. It's called the Hogan something or something. Michael Cole Cole said it on yeah, commentary. Said, but... I
1: forgot, but
0: yeah, but no, it's called a Hogan something. Um, but listen, I had my concerns about having this match go on first, but they pulled it off.
1: A little clunky. A little
0: bit. A little bit. A little bit. Um, Hogan
1: Paul still a little green.
0: Which is fine, but it works. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's got it down. He's got the basics down, even intermediate down, but
0: a mm-hmm.
1: little, little green sometimes. Like, there was a few times he was supposed to fall forward, but he fell back. Or he was supposed to fall yes. backwards, and he fell forward. Yeah. yeah I think Ricochet did. It was like the...
0: Um, it was kind of like the code breaker thing that Ricochet yeah, does. Yeah, the code breaker. And he fell, he, he fell the wrong way. He fell
1: the wrong way. Like, little, oh, well, well, little I, things like that.
0: I also kind of looked at it again, and I felt like Ricochet pulled him in that direction as well, and it seemed kind of off.
1: not Ricochet's fault. Ricochet did everything. Yeah. Like Ricochet for once and then botch.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But, yeah, the no. match was great. I have no issue with the match. It was fun opener. Uh, he's like, say it again, say it again. Ah, never mind. Never mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just surprised he... He stayed that long, like, pandering to to everything. When he had a fight, when he had to get on a freaking flight,
1: He's got a private plane.
0: He did. And he made it just in time, too. Of course he did. He made it just in time to walk his brother out to the ring, who beat Nate Diaz, obviously.
1: Yeah, beating beating the fuck up. I can't wait. He walked him out?
0: He walked him out. Okay. Damn. Yeah, he didn't even change. He didn't even change out of his gear.
1: He was still in his ring gear. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Listen, Amazing. man. With, with Logan Paul, I mean, which he will never do because he has so much other business that he has to attend to. But if he can get some sort of level of consistency in training and stuff, he's going to be fine. Well,
1: dude, he, he's, he's fighting in October.
0: He's doing a he's doing a boxing match he's, in October. He's yeah.
1: boxing in October. Yeah, so he's going right to like fight camp.
0: Yeah, which is absurd. But hey, he's like what mid twenties. His
1: my thing is my age.
0: Yeah. So more 20, power to
1: him. 28
0: max. Listen, Logan Paul is cursed with having so much talent and so much talent in a bunch of various places that it's...
1: April first, it ninety-five. He's twenty-eight.
0: Yeah, Logan He Paul will be born bl- on April
1: Fool's Day. What a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, you didn't know that because he he wrestled in WrestleMania on that's his birthday. That's right.
1: That's right. I forgot.
0: <laughs> yeah, Logan Paul is one of those people. He's gifted with so much talent and so much you know business acumen. That it's it's different. He's kind of a jack of all trades, so he's never really focusing on one thing consistently at a time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is great. That it's great to be a jack of all trades. That
1: was fucking Vine famous, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would just love to see him as a more consistent character because you and I see it, and a lot of other people see it. If he focused a lot of his energy on professional wrestling, dude's a freaking star. Here's
1: the other thing, though, he makes more money being an attraction.
0: No, he does. No, you're absolutely correct. It's a win-win for everybody involved.
1: Like, here's the thing. If he wrestles too much, what happened to Rousey is going to happen to him.
0: Fair. Fair. But Rousey, um, I'm,
1: I'm not saying Rousey shouldn't have done the year. I'm saying Rousey, Rousey did do it the right way. But that's what we're No, Rousey did
0: it year because she knew she needed to gain respect to the people in exactly, the locker. Exactly,
1: exactly. Logan Paul is just like, the fuck do I care about your respect?
0: <laughs> yeah, but he still has respect of the people like it's hard for someone to come in who's just an attraction and you get the main event against the top guy in the business yeah so it shows that they respect him in some way shape or form like, I don't know dude like, I
1: feel like a lot of people in the back will probably irk that he got the, he has a pull to decide when he goes on the card and then just leave Immediately after. Well, remember,
0: it well, wasn't necessarily... Well, remember, you, you you pointed to me that he was asking, he requested, yeah, he, he requested it.
1: he it, requested it, but still. Yeah, so it's not still, up to him the to balls, the side. The balls. On that <laughs> yeah. the, the, I think people in the back being called, the fucking balls on this kid.
0: Yeah, get mad, but he's your attraction. He's the guy that's bringing in some casual people outside of wrestling to see himself. He's, you you kind of have to cater to your attraction sometimes.
1: Yeah. I does- WWE could have said no. I'm, sur- I'm, a, little, exactly. I'm a, little, a little surprised they said yes, but... At the end of the day, I guess it really didn't matter for them. It worked out worked the best for everybody. We'll first, it. whatever.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter for yeah. me. <laughs> we'll put Cody and Brock on next. So if it's a dud, nobody will care after a while. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, that's probably how. That's probably how the match card went. <laughs> so, but no, power to Logan Paul. Power to Ricochet is obviously is going to continue in some way, shape, or form. Maybe. Um...
1: Yeah, that that Logan Paul Samantha Urban sex tape though is gonna be wild. <laughs>
0: you wish.
1: <laughs> I love I love her TikToks of her just announcing things.
0: <laughs> she um, she had the most. She had the dullest announcement for Ludwig Kaiser because he's a heel. On Monday, Ludwig she was like Kaiser. Ludwig Kaiser.
1: <laughs> Dude, like... Uh, she should have been like, and the winner is Logan Paul. Uh-oh. Like she, she should, she should she I like if you're gonna make her part of storyline, make her part of the storyline where if she comes out. He goes from who gives a shit, USA, Logan <laughs> douchebag Paul.
0: That would have been great. Yeah, no, she 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 should have kind of built up Logan Paul's thing. I can see that being hard for somebody to do.
1: She's probably told not to as well.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah,
1: yeah. like you still got you still got a job to do. Like we made you kind of part of the storyline, but not part of the storyline.
0: So. <laughs> You're still the announcer. Yeah. She's damn good at it
1: too. She's great. I love her.
0: her I, my favorite, my favorite Samantha Urban call is when she's calling Gunther.
1: Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was funny because like I don't, I don't know what podcast it was. It was, a, it was like a, like a Facebook video or something. This guy's interviewing Gunther. And he's like, is Samantha Urban like a is like a is an honorary member of of Imperium because like he goes on to like praise her for not announcing. And Gurus yeah. just like, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> but but she has an excellent job. You know, he was very political about it. He she goes well, he goes well, no, but she's a great job in <laughs> a voice, and she does a great job in a great job. She's. She does this. She adds a lot to her show. She's a great character. This, that, and the other. She does a good job with us. But no, 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 no. No, that's not, let's be real here for a second.
0: <laughs> and then the host was like, aw. I'm like, come on.
1: <laughs> Stupid question.
0: Listen, I hope I hope Samantha Everton gets more involved in stuff. I mean, you can play it up. Might as well. We never see, like, the... I bet, mean, again, like we said, the, the, the ring announcer is never really dating somebody that we are aware of.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How it think is this hanging, laying pipe down in the ladies' locker
0: room. It's a Luna Vachon. Yeah, oh,
1: <laughs> Luna and, like, in the, yeah, thanks to the face
0: with Luna Vachon and Miss Elizabeth. Oh, <laughs> really had to put in Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, my God. But, listen— that's how hot WWE is. Coming down
1: the aisle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, that's how hot WWE is. You can add an announcer to a storyline, and people are like, "Yep, this totally works."
1: Yeah.
0: It that is. It is good. pretty crazy. the The wrestling renaissance continues, and SummerSlam was just a sol- a solidification of that. Absolutely fantastic show. Uh, makes me interested to see what they're gonna do for payback. Which is going to clearly be Jay versus Jimmy, Jay, Jimmy versus, yeah, Jimmy versus Jay, or Jay versus Jimmy as the main event, as like the final match on the card.
1: God, Seth has me so pissed. Me, has I, I have the title.
0: Triplets going to be like your opening Michelle show. <laughs> <Oof. laughs> Who knows? Well, I mean, pay, I mean, payback rights itself. Obviously, Jimmy wants payback for Jay. There's your, there's your last match on the card. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Makes absolute sense. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have uh, for the show this week. Fantastic, fantastic summer. So no news from the AEW crowd tonight, although I did see that the Hardys and the Young Bucks are in a tag team match. Tell me what you've heard. uh, The
1: FTR and the Bucks are all in in England. That's a match.
0: Oh, so we announced two matches for all in so far. All right. We are getting somewhere, AEW. I'm proud of them we got two matches So these are going to be like what Two hour and a half long matches be 80,000 people really? in the Deadass <laughs> That ass,
1: though. So though
0: <laughs> Bless you Bless you bless you. So the, the other match is what MJF and Adam Cole right Yeah So we got MJF and Cole FTR versus the Bucks Okay good start No CM Punk Nothing yet. Was the match with Ricky Stark's not that great? Did anybody watch that match, or were we all watching Summerslam? No. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, Fred says a fatal four-way ladies match qualifiers happening in the in the weeks to come. Apparently, we could also get Blackpool Domb- Blackpool Combat Club versus Death Triangle. No. Okay. Is this all for all in France? You gotta let us know. Punk versus Starks, two maybe at all in.
1: Yeah, I'll put butts in the seats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> might as well have oh,
1: Mick, my, 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 words. You might as well have Mick Foley win the title.
0: Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, and I like absolute Ricky Starks. He has a great character, but
1: he's gonna be great in WWE. That's for sure.
0: Oh yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. Because um, so, like, I
1: that... you're doing over there. We're, we're gonna do it better.
0: Yeah, Regal. That's Regal wanted to sign him before he left for AEW. Ricky wanted to sign Starks. Yeah, but he wasn't able to. But. As in May, it is what it is. K Fab, I hope you're doing all right. We have not heard from you at all. I, have, I don't have any messages from K either. So hopefully K Fab's doing all right. We'll have to check up with them uh, a, l- a little bit later. So make sure you know they didn't kill anybody during travel combat. But gentlemen, folks, let's get out of here. Let's do some post-show shenanigans. I can tell you K-combat. about how my friend got hit by <laughs> K combat. <laughs> mortal, mortal, yeah, mortal K or something like Fatality. that. <laughs> Flawless victory. Let's get out of here. Hit me with that hit me with that sweet, sweet music sir. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 349, The Tribal Hangover. SummerSlam was one for the books, a record-setting SummerSlam, leading into what probably will be a record-setting fall for professional wrestling. In general we got All In coming out We have All Out coming out We have Payback coming up uh, No Mercy is happening as well for NXT Not the Ooh. video game But No Mercy is happening as well So there's a lot of wrestling coming on with the next four weeks And oh yeah by the way Wrestlemania tickets go on sale next week. So we may have a major announcement or a major disappointment, depending on how ticket sales go. I've been your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets sometime in the new year when probably I will return. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at K O T R underscore podcast. Like, share, subscribe, leave us five-star reviews. The links are in the description below. If you are listening to us, make sure you're listening to us on your favorite podcast site by subscribing to WrestleAddict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast, and follow WrestleAddict Radio at Addict underscore Wrestle on the app, formerly known as Twitter, and Wrestle Addict Radio everywhere else. The links to all of our great stuff <laughs> and students, including some of our awesome merch, is in the description below. Will Tarashock, what do you have for me, sir?
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what's up, what's up, what's up? My name is Will Tarashock. It's T and Thomas A-R-A-S-H-U-K. What's up with me? I launched a brand new website, Ricky. Oh. productions.com for all of, all of your podcasting content as a service needs. A lot of fun stuff going over there. So, Ricky, I'll send you a link. See what you think. Um, but, yeah, okay. all, that, all that fun stuff. Uh, I think I got a new client, so that's going to be paying for WrestleMania. So I am f- <laughs> fucking ready to spend a lot of money.
0: <laughs> it's going to be a good old time. Dude, I can't wait for all the cheese things we're going to eat. It's oh, going to yeah, be fantastic.
1: I'm going to eat the diarrhea, too. It's going to be awesome.
0: Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. We need to get a squatty potty for WrestleMania. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll pack yeah. in the car. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back next week, folks, we're gonna be talking about whether or not we got tickets to WrestleMania. What is going on with AEW? If there's anything going on at all, because you know they do have that big thing in Wembley Stadium, but they still have to book all uh, the fallout from the from SummerSlam and from SmackDown, and we get to find out whether James Uso. Actually is Jimmy Uso at all (laughs) At all we're gonna find out a lot of answers To a lot of our questions in The weeks to come but until then folks We're gonna leave you questioning why you stayed and listened To us for so long so goodbye Good night we will see You again very soon And fuck you slack Yeah This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.